Welcome to Let's Chit Chat Sis. I'm your girl Kimmy, and this week's episode we talk about daddy issues. So join us on the porch for this transparent and relevant issue. So stay tuned. I'm going to say that from put the disclosure out like right now. Um, this is not my episode. This is my sister girl Keisha's episode. And um, we have a guest on here that Keisha has invited. And I'm not going to say no more. Keisha, take the reins. All right. Well, hello, everybody. This is a long time coming. Just so excited to have this young lady here. Um, a little bit about this young lady. She is a relationship life coach. And um, from Heal Her Relationship um, Coach, she is an author, Tears of an Orphan Heart. I love this young lady because she um, is doing the work for herself. She is in self-healing. And in the meantime, she's trying to help other young ladies heal themselves in their relationship. None other than Miss Tiara Griffin. And we're glad to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. First of all, Ms. Kimberly, Ms. Keisha, Ms. Celeste. Um, I'm excited about what you guys do and want to have this conversation. I'm excited too. We're, you know what? This conversation is almost like a taboo type of conversation. I think people don't talk about it, but it is deep rooted. I'm excited. Hey, Celeste. Hey, hey, hey. I think it's deep rooted. I'm so glad when Keisha brought this um, to the porch, I was like, oh, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm excited. I am really excited. So I'm glad you're here, Tiara. I am um, really expecting a lot from you. I got my paper. Yeah. Notes and get, get your notes and notepads. You're going to need notes and notes. But first, here, let me here, get my, I, I want you to tell everyone your mantra, your motto of okay. relationship. I have it written down, but I just cannot say it just like she said. It just rolls <laughs> off her tongue, but it's so powerful. Let everyone okay. know. So I am Tiara Griffin, your Heal Her Relationship Coach, and I help women that are frustrated in their love life, women that think that there's pee in the dating pool, they're tired of dating the same way, they're just over the whole dating scene. I help her to kiss dead in dating goodbye by healing childhood junk first so she can date differently. Wow. How powerful is that? Powerful. So let's start off. Before you go any further, Keisha, I'm sorry, because I do this to Celeste all the time. Celeste, did you see like bells and rings and stuff? Because Celeste got this platform that when I tell you it's all this healing going on and on this platform today, I was like, I'm telling you. And then we wonder how we're not we're not having success because we haven't reached back and take care of some of those. Come on, that's it right there. Yeah, that's it right there. I'm sorry, Keisha. I had to say that because I saw I saw this little like little smoke puff come out of the top of Celeste's head, and I was like, "Ooh, that's it." I got some worse stuff for you. I can't wait. I'm ready. <laughs> so, give us your um, background and tell how did you even get into this? So, I was thinking about this today because it's like two 
I call them monumental moments in my life, but I'm going, I'm going to shrink them together. So I moved to Chicago in 2015 to be with this guy who I knew for a fact didn't love me. It was just, he was meeting my deadline of, I was going to get married by a certain age. I can have kids. Like he was helping me to fulfill my dream, my desire. And if you are not careful, I'm very, I'm not even calling myself spiritual. I have like a relationship with God. But at that time I was in complete rebellion. But if you're not careful, even the enemies will play on your desires. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, he's here. He's available. And just because he is available, don't make him yours. Don't make him something that you should pursue. None of that. But it sounded good at the time. I knew that he was lying. Ended up moving to Chicago. And after about about like two months, he woke up one day and was like, hey, you got to go back home to Charleston. Like, this isn't really working. First of all, he didn't even come get me. It was a a whole mess in itself. Mom was like, you about to move 15 hours across the world, halfway in the middle. And he doesn't like rent you a U-Haul, don't come get you, don't nothing. But I didn't care about none of that. I was about to get my dream and uh he said two weeks into it like hey you gotta two months into it hey you gotta go home um and I wasn't like hurt because it was over I was hurt because I have to go back home and face everybody that told me I shouldn't have gone and as I laid on the bed I was like man god like literally why does this keep happening I you know insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results I did it differently I knew that he wasn't worth it but maybe I can work with him maybe I can do this I'm making all these excuses all of these compromises and all of these things like why is it working for me like I knew something was off. And you said that it was a t- this is a taboo topic. It's so taboo because people aren't aware of the decisions and the patterns and the cycles um, that we continuously find ourselves in. So this is how God spoke to me directly. I didn't know anything about daddy issues, father wounds. I didn't read no books. It wasn't on my radar. My dad didn't in my life. Who cares? What does that have to do with anything? And I literally heard the spirit of God say, your relationships keep failing because you want these men to be your daddy. And I was like, wow, what? I, I, I don't want to talk about my dad. Like, what does my daddy have to do with this relationship not working? I'm about to go home. My life is upside down. And I was like, you know what? I've tried everything else. I want to try you, God. And he began to like, tell me like, you have a father wound and this, this and that. He was like, just go home. It's going to be okay. I'll meet you at home. So I packed up my stuff, which was weird with the smile on my face, because right before I started packing, I literally felt the arms of God, like hug me. I didn't grow up with my dad in my life. I didn't grow up um, with a father figure at all for that matter. So this was the first time I had a a father figure like hold me and I got to cry and I got to weep and I got to get all of that stuff out. Ended up coming home to Charleston and the Lord told me to write a letter to my dad. He was like, tell him everything. And I still at this point am trying to understand why do we have to talk about like my dad? I want to talk about relationship. Like I want to make my relationship work. I don't, my dad isn't a a factor in this. So I thought. Uh, fast forward to a couple years later, like in 2020, I had my bags packed, sitting on the couch, not wanting anybody to know that I was again here waiting on a man, putting my whole life on hold for a guy again. And um, 
he had this this particular guy had disappointed me like time and time again. He made promises. He was going to come and see me. He lived about two hours away, never came. I'm waiting bags packed. So the third time that he did it, I remember sitting on the couch. It is like I was taken back in time to the little girl that was sitting on the porch waiting for my dad again. And I, I saw the little, I saw a little, I didn't see the adult me. I didn't see the woman in me who went to Victoria's Secrets to buy all these clothes for this man. And I set up the date for this man, got the hotel. I, I'm, I'm making preparations because this man is coming. Like he won't disappoint me. Like he won't do that. And that was like, I have the, uh, the Lord put the plant, he planted the seed in 2015, but in 2020, it's like, he cleared my vision. He said, you're still waiting on your dad. And that was like the moment where it became real. Like I am literally dating. I, I want a, a, uh, spousal relationship. I want a partner, but I keep dating men who become parents. I'm expecting these men to give me all of this love that he can't give me and I'm requiring so much. Although there were no good guys, I still was expecting so much of them because my daddy had left me void of so much. So I discovered my daddy issues, my father wounds in my dating relationships. That's because that's really where you discover a lot about yourself. That's where the buttons are pushed. That's when things that you didn't know was in you come out of you when you're trying to make relationships. And I realized how dysfunctional my relationship was with men was by tracing it back to my dad. Wow. Long story short. <laughs> whoa. That's all I got to say is whoa. You have said a lot. I've heard deadlines. A lot of us um, women, we get a certain age. I'm going to be married at this age. I want to have yes. this at this age. I've yes. heard being embarrassed when it don't work yes. out. I'm not going to tell anyone. Yes. I've heard purging, <laughs> needing to cry. I've heard... Um, having the man be your lifeline, looking for that as your lifeline. And then finally, I'm hearing, I need to do some self-love by going back to find out. Where it all went wrong. Where it all went wrong. Yeah. Out of that statement alone. Wow. So tell me your process, your steps. So when I realized, I wrote the letter to my dad. My dad ended up calling me. I, like, I sent it. And like 30 seconds later, he called me. There was no way he read this. It, I wrote, a, I, I tore him to pieces in this letter. And um, he didn't read it. And I was like, you didn't read it. Like, you're not, you're not going to be able to have the conversation with me that we need to have. Because you don't even understand how I feel. And I was like, don't call me back until you've read it. He read it. And he said, I never knew you felt like that. Because the problem is we have beef with people who don't even know that we're mad at them. We are so angry with our dads and our mothers. And they're like, I hurt you. Like I did it like in his mind, he did the best that he could. He gave me all that he had and all of it. And I'll get to the end of it. So I, I did, I did my, my letter to him. And then I thought, okay, I'm good. I released it, but I did not know my patterns. Like, the African-American community is so afraid of counseling and they are so afraid of the couch and especially African-American Christians. All you want to do is pray. And I'm going to tell you, prayer is not going to be enough because God literally sends people to help you. You go to the doctor. You don't just pray over your cancer. You go to get chemo. You go to the doctor. You tell them everything that's wrong with you. So the first thing that I had to realize is, okay, Tierra, we have a problem. 
Mm-hmm. So when I help women heal, the first thing we do, we recognize. And I begin to paint all these things to her because it is taboo because we don't know what's wrong. And you can't heal. You can't. How are you going to fight against the ghost? So um, I had to recognize, OK, I do do this. I do do that. I, I, I do that. I do that. And then I just started like researching and all these things came up and literally everything that God walked me through was what psychology was telling people how to heal. First, you got to know what's wrong. You go to the doctor and you tell the doctor, here are my diagnosis. I mean, I know I diagnose. Here are all my symptoms. This is where it hurts. It hurts right here specifically. When I do this, when I do that, you got to get to know you. And we date everybody else, but we don't take the time to take time with ourselves. I stopped dating. I cannot date. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. And I was so codependent, meaning I didn't know who I was without a person Therefore, whatever he liked, I like. Whatever he wanted, I wanted. Like, if he wanted my hair like this, I wore it like this. I did not have my own. That's huge. So, like, how can I go into a relationship? Like, this is how I want the future to look. Because I'm telling you, I was his rag doll. Whatever it takes to make you happy, whatever I can do to make you choose me, that's what I'm doing. This was my whole mentality. This was my whole belief. And uh, so I recognize, okay, I have a problem and my life was not better without my father. Like, let's just, let's just like pause there. Your life isn't better without a parent. Your life isn't better because your dad wasn't there. God created family for a reason. He created a mother and a father. And I, I literally began to see because my father was absent, my mother was absent. No, she wasn't absent physically, but my mother was absent emotionally because instead of her catering to my emotions and her being a safe place for me, she became my a dictator. She became very controlling. She was afraid of me, of all of these things. So she, she raised me out of fear. She was in a soft place to land because she had to play both roles of mother and father. I literally had to see the dynamic of family and the dysfunction. So just get aware. The first step is be aware. And then the second thing that I did um, after I recognized, I responded. Okay, so what do we have to do? Like, how do we respond once we got the diagnosis? You have father wounds. So I went to counseling. Get on a couch. You cannot pray this away. You need to go talk to somebody to get language. When I tell you counseling provided so much language and my therapist literally, she was just like, you do this because of this. I was like, oh, we just started tracing. Everything that I was doing presently had a past um, link. Everything was from here to here. I, I literally began to see people that I helped and even myself, I'll be in a, a present moment and I'll be snatched back to a, a later age. And I realized I was responding from when I was eight. I'm responding from when I was 15. I'm responding from when I was like five. Like just because you think that you grown, grown people have temper tantrums because it's the five-year-old you, five-year-old in you that did not get her needs met. And I realized in my time of responding, until the woman in me is healed, the little girl in me will never be satisfied. Wow. Don't say oh, wow. Just, just <laughs> take a pause right there. Let me, let me catch up, everyone. So we see that we're dealing with patterns. Sometimes you have to look at your patterns. You're going to have to acknowledge the things that's going on. You got to yes. date yourself. It's what I heard. Date yourself. Codependent on another person. Have your own mind, thoughts, ideas. Um, Also, when you realize that, then you gave steps. You're aware. 
then you, okay, now that I'm aware, I'm going to respond to it. Yeah. By going to see counseling. After counseling, now I can give language to it. I, I can yes. say, this is, this is this. I'm pointing it out. I'm saying it. I don't want to monopolize, ladies. If you have any other, any, any, well, that, um, that was good. That was good. That was really good, Keisha. That was really good. Like I could take that little segment, like, and say, yeah, like I can. I'll probably do my my video off of that. <laughs> but that was really good. That was really good, Keisha. That can I give you? I can give you a perfect example of being pulled back to the past. Uh-huh. And how my therapist, so we, I was, I was online with her and she said, so explain to me, like, what do you want? Because in the whole process of healing and dating and dating yourself, you have to know what you need. Mm-hmm. Like women are so afraid to tell people what they need. And we are so used because we have lack of boundaries and we're codependent. We can't tell people what we really want. So we put up the, these facades like, I don't need nobody. I don't need no help. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I can get it myself. We don't know how to ask for it. I had, I had never asked a man for nothing. So asking for what I need, I can't, I can't need because I can't be needy as a woman, because that's going to push him away, like all of these thoughts. So I said, I need to be chosen. She said, why do you need to be chosen? I said, because I've never been chosen. So what do you look for in all your relationships? I look to be chosen. What do you do? Hmm. I sleep with men. I give my body because maybe if I have sex with him, maybe he'll love me because I only feel safe in sex. And uh, I just started listing some things. And then she said, well, let's let's connect the two. Let's connect your past to your present. So what are you doing? So I said, well, I, I described all of my present actions. I call him a lot. I'm waiting by the phone. I'm, I'm waiting for him to come, come for me. Don't call me friends because I'm waiting on my man. And she said, well, what did you do as a little girl? I sat on the porch waiting by the phone. I can't play with my friends because I might miss him. And if I'm not in the space, he'll think that I don't want him and I'm not choosing him. She said, now put it together. Wow. I was like, she said, you got it too. Like she said, you got it too vacuum. You got it as two separate occurrences. Tell me I do this because of this. And this is what I do. I said, I wait for men because I wait for my father because he never showed up for me. And because he never showed up for me, I make allowances and I set the date, I set the time, I make sure that he has a ride, I make sure that everything is in place because I don't want to be disappointed again. I fear rejection and I fear being abandoned. And when you show up for me, I know that I'm important and you're choosing me. That's why you got to know you. These are the things that I'm doing because I want to be known. Every child wants to be loved, heard, and understood. We want to be loved, heard, and seen. And when I'm being seen, even if I do all of the work, because that's what we do in relationship as women, we do all of the work. We are the mechanic. We're under the car. We're changing the oil. We're the cashier. We're checking the cars. I am carrying the whole thing because if I carry it, maybe it'll last. And I'm tired of men leaving because my mindset, my fear, my negative belief is all men leave. So what can I do to stop him from leaving? Wow. Wow. I, I just I just have to say this much. Um I cannot wait to not just um single moms, but single dads. Yes. Yes. Yes, because um what struck a chord was the simple fact that 
your dad did not draw a correlation that you felt like this, mm-hmm. you know? And he pro- I'm just making assumptions because, you know, um, I was a single mom for a while, you know? And I, I draw a correlation with um, your mom and having to play both roles. And when you have to do that, you take a lot of the like you said, the safety net out for your kids, because that's more of the nurturing side, because moms do that. Um, And then you put in a lot of other factors, like you become very fearful, you know what I mean? Because the protector, which is the male part, is not there. You you see what I'm saying? A lot of these things you almost have to rewrite over again, because damage is done. You know what I mean? Yes. It's done. Um, When I said, I hope that single fathers hear this or fathers who are struggling to understand that co-parenting is everything you know what I mean and these moms even moms out here who act like they want to play bait and switch with parenting with you know if you're not with the with the father then the lateral damage is going to be the children because um look at look at look at what had to be um, almost interpreted to find out what was wrong. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Looking at you, you of course you're just so beautiful, so yes, well beautiful. put together. You yes. see what I'm saying? But you know, and there's a whole lot of us like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of us like this. So yeah. stero- stero- when we put stereotypes on people, then we we kind of miss out the things that people need. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, this is why I said, I really hope a lot of people take this and run away with it, Tiara. Yes. Get on that couch. That's my yes. Yeah. Then you said, you said rewriting, the whole process of healing is rewriting the story because when you're healed, you tell the story differently. So when I thought that my dad was rejecting me and didn't want anything to do with me and I have to come back another time. But my whole daddy issue affected my relationship with God. It was so hard to connect with God. I thought that God was indifferent. Like if I come, okay. If I don't, okay. And that really like bothered me. Like, so me and my friends went out to brunch one time and she was just talking in general. She was like, God is crazy about you. And I just was like, who me? Like he can't be crazy about me because in my mind, Men aren't crazy about me. I'm always begging men to love me. And I remember one day praying after she said that, like that thing like sat in my spirit and I was praying one day, reading my Bible and God says, you don't have to convince me to love you. I was like, this is what I'm used to. I am ingrained to prove. I'm ingrained to perform. I am ingrained to please. This is all I know. And if I'm not doing these things, I won't be loved. So I'm always in a process of convincing, but not talking about like my beliefs and my fears, healing rewrites it all. Mm -hmm. And I had to like forgive my dad once and for once and for all, because a lot of times we don't, a lot of women don't want to like do this work because they don't want to forgive because the fear is who are you outside of being mad at your father? I don't know who I am without hating my father. I don't know who I am without hating my mother. So I'm afraid of what's on the other side of that. I can't release that because if I let this go, then he doesn't have to pay for what he did. Yeah. So while we are angry at our dads, and I'm not talking about monetary, I'm talking about you make every man from this moment pay for what your dad didn't do. So now you're looking to him to provide, to give you, to be there 
almost to the point to where it's unrealistic and you keep wondering why you keep getting disappointed because mm-hmm. forgiveness allows you to tell yourself, God, and the person that you need to forgive because you forgive for you, you don't owe me anything. Mm-hmm. And when I release that debt, I can move on. But if I am holding on to this debt, I'm going to be stuck here because I can't move forward until you give me what I need. Mm-hmm. And we'd be begging for things from people who don't have a debt to us. Your boyfriend isn't indebted to you. Your brothers aren't indebted. Men that you've never met before are not indebted to you. But you, because your father is a man, he he is just like every other man and every man owes me until I get what I need. But you will always be deficient while you're, while you're waiting for debts to be paid. You're never gonna have enough because we're expecting people to pay a debt that they don't have the capacity to pay. I don't ask a homeless man for my money back. Why? He don't have the capacity to give it to me. So I'm here begging men to love me who didn't have a dad to pour into them so they don't have no deposit in them for me to make a withdrawal from them. And then to go further than that, I'm begging for my daddy to love me when my dad wasn't loved. I mean, when I tell you when I forgave, my eyes were open to my even my father's relationship. And I was saying it like, my dad didn't reject me. He loved me to the place that he was loved. He only could love me to the place that he was loved. My dad didn't have his dad. Matter of fact, my father met his father at 47. And my dad just turned 50. He called me like a kid in the candy store, like daughter. I just met my daddy. And I was like, you've never met your dad before? Never in his life. My dad's been in foster care. Then before that, I realized that my dad didn't have his dad. My dad, so it's generational. So you don't know what it's like to be a father. And then I, in that moment, I was like, my dad didn't abandon me. God allowed me to be raised with, without him so that I can be here. I wouldn't be here if my dad was in my life. But it was in that moment when I forgave and I was able to say, man, it's not that my daddy dropped me. It's not that my dad, because that's my mindset. My dad abandoned me. So every man will abandon me at this point. But he didn't abandon me. He didn't know how to love me. Wow. He didn't know how to do it. And that was easy to forgive because I can't be mad at somebody who has a sickness. I can't be, we don't be mad at people who are sick, who, who don't know how to do, we're not mad at them. And I was able to drop my defenses and say, oh, it's okay. He didn't know how. I didn't justify it. I, I told my dad how hurt I was, but I'm not making him pay me back because he don't got it. He don't have it right. to do. Oh, this would be helpful for my group. Yes, and I and what I'm hearing is forgiveness. <laughs> yes, forgiveness for your own healing. Mm-hmm. Tiara, I'm just you have just you have poured out into us, and I know the listening audience when they to get a chance to hear it, they're going to be moved, moved to action, mm-hmm. um, just moved to look within themselves. Not on this is this episode is not only for younger women, it's for for all oh. people, for all, all women, because yes. we do have different hurts and different different um issues and things that we have that we need to trace back to the root, pull it up yeah. by the root. Um yeah. Fucking them fruit off ain't gonna do much. You gotta get to the you gotta pull a whole tree oh, up. Yeah, generational. <laughs> pull the whole thing up. I do want to say this. I want to make sure that we're preferencing, you know, it could be another issue, mm-hmm. it don't have to be a daddy issue, because as you were talking, I was thinking 
didn't have it from my dad, but my uncles gave me this big issue. When I date, I think I'm dating my uncles who did everything, who gave me everything, who yeah. everything. They they repaired, they 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 took care of their women, put it that way. Their women never worked, and I date like that. I want them yeah. to do everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> But you yes. know what? I was getting ready to say that too, Celeste. I was getting ready to say that um, all daddy issues is not the the daddy who just abandoned. You know, it's the father mean? figure, like a, a exactly. right, yeah. yeah because my dad, my dad is um, my dad. He's passed away, but my dad was like very. He he played a lot of. Um, who I am today. I mean, like really probably, I'm, I'm going to say 85%. Most of it, and it's not to offend my mom, but a lot of people say that I act like my dad. You know, my dad was very strong-willed. He, um, he had his own tone to everything. And I, I'm the same way. Um, so I think I ran across a lot of disappointment because I couldn't find my dad. You know what I mean? I couldn't find him. You know what I mean? Um, especially when I was younger. Um, but as I became a more mature person I found the different attributes that my father had and like my husband I have you know what I mean um my husband is not rough around the edges like my dad is but my husband is very um stable and knowing who he is that all these ways that you can't look at your father as um you know like this is exactly what I definitely need and look at the qualities that your dad had because that can hinder you. You know what I mean? That can put someone, just your dating life, your married life, up on this high pedestal and you never meet it. You know, it, it yeah. really can make you um, a lonely person, you know? Yeah. So in, in a lot of ways, you could be chasing something. You could be chasing almost a phantom because even yeah. when you think about, you know, your own dad and he's not perfect either. You, you see what I'm saying? It happened to me. When I tell you, and now my uncle didn't do anything wrong, but when normal stuff was happening, like human stuff was happening, I was like, oh my God, what do I do now? That was my whole guide or who I was dating. And then I found out, eh, I was devastated. Right. So I, I passed on so many great guys because they couldn't be the 100% that I thought I had in my role models and I realized they wasn't really a hundred percent. Right. When you're little, they look like a hundred percent because they're doing all these great things. Yeah. But they were human. Yeah. That was, that's that's made. Yeah. So daddy issues with that, but like daddy issues is so complex that it shows up for everybody differently. You can have like the greatest father and there's still certain things that he couldn't provide for you because God is the ultimate father. But from daddy issues, I had, um, mommy issues as well. I said, I mentioned that you'll have, uh, friendship issues. Everything is birthed from like the core of it. And it definitely got issues. And it comes on two different spectrums. So like you either out of, you just out there. And then the other side of the spectrum where everything you think that being should be perfect. So you have the dysfunction and you have the perfection okay. and it's like in itself, like both of them are not right. You got to find a healthy balance in the middle mm-hmm. and have realistic expe- realistic expectation because I'm telling you my my expectations was so crazy and I was going from what I didn't have 
So I wanted like this perfect guy. And I, and this one guy told me like, you live a fantasy. I mean, what else should I compare it to? I I have a, 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 a head image of a guy, but it's based on all the things like put together that I created a, a man. And I realized that I started to heal. My type isn't even what I wanted at the time. Right. This book and it's called, um, it's not me, it's you. And she talks about how um, the lightning in the bottle. And basically that is like, when you meet a person, it's like, ooh, sparks. Like, this is it. I know for, for sure. sure he is the one. I don't want to be with anybody else but him. And he was saying that's how he was with his ex-wife. Now he met this other girl and there's no spark. There's no lightning. So she must not be the one. And she said, well, what did that relationship have that this one doesn't? He said dysfunction. Because when you're used to wow. dysfunction and you're familiar with dysfunction, if you don't have that in a relationship, no matter, it's, I know it sounds crazy. You're still looking for that dysfunction. I'm still looking, if I'm not chasing a man, then this can't be love. It can't be the one because it's not that spark. And she said, you have to become your own spark and realize that if you heal, those same things that excited you before ain't going to excite you now. That dysfunction that I wanted before I was healed, if you come with me any kind of sideways, I'm like, first of all, Cause a day, cause I and and, and and I tested this theory because I started like talking to another guy and he was like, I'm gonna come see you. He lived about an hour away. He did not come. So when he told me he couldn't come, y'all already had plans already set and put. I was like, I will That's not right. put my life on hold again. Like, listen, I'm going out with my friends. I took pictures and I put it all over social media before I would have felt bad because I have to wait for this man because I figured that I will show him what real love is, and maybe I can love him to a better man. And I know I'm women. We we want to love, and we want to fix her upper, and we 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 love to. I wanted to give him what I didn't have, so I was just projecting my love on him, and that's what we do. Like you had a great, you know, great uncles. Now I'm projecting this onto every man. Every man has to be like this, and it's like, no, that's not realistic because we want. And I kind of said it earlier. We want a spousal relationship, but we end up in parental ones, and this man becomes your father. Mm. Oh. Like you don't want a husband, you want a dad ultimately. And again, if the if the woman in me, she's gonna it never anything is not gonna be enough for her until the little happy. And I remember one day just talking to God, I was like, "Can you father the little girl? I want to be fathered. I want to like I watch movies all the time with dads." And I just see, I want a dad. I, I never got to have that experience with the father. And me and God, we working it out, but it's like, he's invisible still. So, you know, and I, I just never had that. So now when I when I do get a hug from a man and he did hug me in a certain way, it's like, whoo, this feels like home. This feels safe. And every time I got a hug, I equated it to safety. And most of the times they weren't safe at all. They were there to devour me and to get me off course and to distract me, that's why you have to be healed so that you don't you don't mistake the counterfeit for the right real thing. You got to be healed because your your mind, your heart will deceive you because this feels like what I've never had. And we go into every relationship looking for that thing I've never had. That's why you got to supply it for yourself so that you don't you don't get into the wrong relationship and be so dis, you know detoured because 
this person is finally, the man tell me you're beautiful. And we just like, oh my God, we settle for bare minimum. He give us bare minimum. We've given him 700% increase on his investment. All he yeah. did was, <laughs> all he did was take you on a date to like, like girl, I mean, it was that easy. To, like we have to understand, I, I had to learn. So it's respond, it's, it's recognize, respond and then results. You have to understand like, you know, um, cousin Keisha said, um self-worth and, mm-hmm. and, and self-esteem and the results of of healing and doing these things so that you don't keep falling for the okie doke. I'm gonna call it the okie doke. So you don't keep falling for the nonsense. You don't keep falling for like it's so easy for us to think that we can love a man to perfection, love him to make the right decision, love him to choose me. It's always transactional when that was never what love was supposed to be. So we have to literally get the results from healing, which is now my self-esteem is increased and I know my worth. It's so many women out here who don't know their worth and they'll settle for absolutely anything. Anything. You'd rather be miserable than rejected. I'd rather be in misery with you than rejected by you. So then I start to put up with the things that you do because I'm lonely and because I don't know my worth, whatever you give me is what I accept. And I tell you, that this is okay, like it's all of these things and it all traces back to your father not giving you identity, your mother not being a safe place to land, um, your parents just like not being good examples. So dysfunction is my normal. I like mm. dysfunction. If we ain't fighting, this ain't it. If we, if he stroked mm. my head, then- he said, we ain't fighting, this ain't it. Ooh. We, I'm telling like some women don't, if he ain't beat, yeah. if he- if he beat me and give me a gift, like it's okay. It's we, it's better than what it was. And then we 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 get in these relationships where this ain't it's not the best, but it's better than where I've been. He's supplying and all of these things that is going through our head in these relationships. But if you would just heal, you wouldn't be in these broken relationships. Brokenness is what you're used to. So when you get brokenness, that's what, that's what you said. I don't know anything else besides domestic abuse and domestic violence and I don't know anything besides him cheating but I'm the main one he come home to like we have all of these different things because of all of our fears that we brought into the relationship and people ask the question all the time why do marriages end and it's not they call it like money and 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 irrecyclable differences all it is now you brought junk here and because you didn't unpack before you got here you just met somebody else who had as just as much junk. And now we trying to travel and baggage is only an issue for people that are trying to go somewhere. You got all of these bags, you're taking all of these emotional stuff everywhere that you go. So he can't get close to you. And it costs more to take all these bags. I don't know if you ever flew before, but when you fly, you don't want to take a lot of bags because it costs more. But you got a lot of bags that we wait to deal with when we get married when singleness is for that. A man is not required to help you unpack your bags. Unpack your own bags, sis, and then put in the bag what you know you need to be successful. You got this this thousand dollar, one hundred degree coat, and we're going to Florida. You gonna burn up, sis. You gonna be hot as I don't know what because you don't pack wisely. You packing what your mama told you to put in that bag, what your friends are telling you to put in this bag, and you have no wisdom for the relationship or the future because you're so broken. And when you're broken and your lens is broken, all you can see is brokenness. But if you take off the glasses, you can see, oh, it's not supposed to be like this. 
Get around some people who have a healthy relationship and ask questions. You might not, I can't afford a couch. Well, ask questions, put your pride down and figure out how can I be successful? And God won't start talking to you about the man. He's going to start talking to you about you. About yourself. Mm-hmm. You are the red flag. I, let me tell you, I was the red flag. I was she. Well, she was I. I can say this much. Um, I think you are the bomb.com. Yes. Thank you. I think you are the bomb.com. I can't wait to get feedback from this. I don't want to be remiss because I think, um, because Keisha, this is your show, but I know we're coming to the closure of it. Um, I just don't want to be remiss because I always say connections make the difference in everything. And I'm going to roll this over here because, Celeste, you must speak up and say um, something to Tierra, because I think that you you guys can talk and um, Keisha, you can orchestrate this where she can do something on Celeste's platform because people who are struggling to identify what is the root cause of where they are struggling in life need to hear you. Yes, and, definitely. And I'm so. not, I'm saying the serious with with sincere intent, mm-hmm. people need to hear you. Like Celeste is a life coach to Tierra, and okay. and when I tell you, you know, when the the there's so many buckets of people struggling. I, I'll say this: it's so many buckets, um, so many layers. You know, what I mean, so many layers. I just roll this over where I hear because she has a, a, a precious group of women where um, you may hit a certain layer with them. You know what I mean? A certain group. So let me stop yapping on because um, I think that she has something to say. Then Keisha, you can um, close up the, the episode and you know, from there. Okay. Well, you would definitely be a benefit in my group. And I'm listening to you in awe because I don't think I've ever really heard it like that, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, so in in order for somebody to, in my opinion, this is my opinion, but in order for somebody to get through and help somebody with a breakthrough, they have to have gone through that time. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, I haven't had that. Now, the more you talk, I say maybe I did and I just didn't know it, but that's not what stopped me and stunted me. So I've always had the, the ability to, to pull back and correlate, but I never was interested in fixing it. Ooh, that's good though. Where it's coming from and be yeah. okay with it. <laughs> so they could they need to hear from somebody like yourself, especially because you're at the place where you are now, where you've done so much work. I mean, it's, it's easy for us to share what we think, but if you've done the work and it's worked for you, that's going to help other people benefit from it. So I open my group to you. You can come anytime you want. And we can do a live and help. There's 1,500 women and they do have daddy issues, mommy issues, like you said, friendship issues. And if they can take it and call money issues, I'm telling you, it goes down the list. My money struggle because of my (laughs) parental issues. Right. Right. Some of us don't want to fix it though. Yeah. That's the, that's the part. Can I share something even to that point? Like a lot of women don't want to fix it because again, who will we be outside of this? I'm comfortable with where I am. But when I tell you 
fixing it, your life gets so much better. Like there is such a, a more immaculate and greater life on the other side of healing. Like if you, if, if there was two doors and I had been where I've been today, would I do it all over again? I would do it over and over again because life is so much better on this side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. So much better I, on this I side. I, I agree because I, I think that everybody has some kind of... um story or testimony to talk about because nobody is walking at this age of course without having um, a story to tell about struggles they have been through um but i must pick back off what celeste said some people and i'm just gonna say women because i'm not gonna talk about men because i'm not a man some women don't want to heal and it's almost like a badge to keep hurting and telling the story of Hurt. Of being hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Of being yeah. hurt. That to me is um I'm strong. Like, right? Yeah, it's like it's like what? a sickness. It's like a sickness yeah. that prison. Yeah, like you you're just you're you're good with. You're really good with um um constantly rehashing that and never looking for the sunshine, just staying in the gray cloud, you know, just there. And but, then the problem is is that we can't identify the man who's hurting in this case. Right. Because you can go through all of these things and get yourself to a point where you're doing the self-loving. You know your self-worth. And then you really have somebody that's really, really, you know, something, somebody you're interested in, and they got all this baggage. So you got to be able to identify it too. Like the front, the, the first thing you see is not always the baggage. Sometimes you're mm-hmm. all the way in this relationship before you can see it. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, I, I, I agree with you. I also say that if you are, um, I'm gonna say if you're at least 70% healed, I think you can pick out the baggage because it's, it's, it's our, it's our, I, I agree on both instances because as long as I didn't know my issues or that these things were issues, that's again, that's awareness like this is a problem, mm-hmm. and my, my men picker was broken, so I kept finding myself with the same type of man oh, over and over again because where your mindset is where your life is going to be so if you believe this particular way you're going to attract people who are in that same place if i'm a millionaire i don't really hang out in the same places that people who just work nine to fives so right. when you begin to develop and heal you are in a different caliber and the people that you're attracting is a different type but even for what miss celeste said like don't want to heal the scripture that came to mind was Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know the thought and the purpose and the plan that I have for your life and it's thoughts to prosper you and give you an expected end and a future of hope. If I had an option, why wouldn't I not choose that? When you're broken, you're not going to choose that because where I've been has been safe. Your brain is conditioned to keep you in places of familiarity and it's conditioned to keep you in a place of protection. So even if there is a good guy, because I've met really good guys, but I didn't want the good guy because it didn't have the spark. This this didn't look like the thug that I knew, but it's because I was broken and this is comfortable. At least I know what I'm going to get from him. I don't want to go to the good guy, he ends up hurting me. And as a woman that is a life coach and a woman that is healed and helped women to heal, one of the things that I've learned is we are always trying to turn the wrong guy into the right guy. Because what we're trying to do ultimately and subconsciously is make him the man that I've never had. 
So because I, we, we are all, women are, are ingrained with fantasies. So we're trying to get to the happily ever after. So we continue to replay and get into the same thing until it changes, until it becomes the thing that I want. So instead of starting with the right guy that's going to give you the happily ever after, we want the bad boy and we want Mr. Right to be Mr. Right. We want the Mr. Wrong to be Mr. Right because I'm constantly trying to get to the happily ever after and insanity is doing the same thing over and over. I want something different, but you keep putting the same ingredients in and it's not going to change. I'm chasing happy. I'm chasing happy, but I'm chasing happy with the wrong one. Okay. I I need help. Quickly. (laughs) Opposite problem. Yeah. I won't get past a week because something you hiding from me and I can't say it. Yeah. The fear. Good to be true. Wait a minute. Yeah. Nice. See, I'm the opposite. You're yeah. being too, taking too much care. You're too understanding. What right. you have. That's a, but that's a thing though. That's a, that's a, it's a prototype of a, a particular woman that has been hurt. The, who has been um, rejected. It's a, it's, it's, it's really rooted in fear. I don't trust you. And we have issues with trusting others because we really don't trust ourselves. And I had an issue with trusting me because growing up, like my mom is a wonderful person, but again, we had our own like headbutting issues. But because I wasn't allowed to make healthy decisions, I didn't trust myself to make healthy decisions. I didn't trust myself to make good decisions. So I was always afraid to make a decision at all. So because I, I don't know, I don't know what to look for. And I've tried this and I didn't work. I tried this and it didn't work. Listen, I'm really like, I'm over it at this point. And I don't know what you're hiding because there's always a fear that you're going to let me down. I don't want to. Well, Tierra, we're just, we're glad to have you. And we're going to have to have you back. Because yes. this, topic, yes. this yes. conversation is not over. But real quickly, can you uh, tell the audience how um, to reach you or uh, um, all about your different um, platforms. Okay, so I, like um, Keisha said, I have a book called Tears of an Orphan Heart. It is called Heal the Father's Wound and Embrace Goddess album. I have these right now and thank you. You see, it's a little girl. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to give her the link because, you know, we are reading books this, this, um, this season and you know, we're going to yes. put your book up there, too. We okay. are reading, girl. Yes, reading. <laughs> and uh, you can find me on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, um, at Tiara Griffin, at, ha- not Ashton, what's it called? The little A thing. <laughs> at Tiara Griffin, T-E-A-I-R-E-G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And you can find all of that on my link tree, if you're writing it down, is L-I-N-K tr.ee backslash tiara griffin yeah one more time l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e backslash t-e-a-i-r-e g-r-i-f-f-i-n and there you'll find my book my course uh you'll find my social media handles my facebook group which i have a facebook group um called hey heal her from daddy issues to dating differently, because all I want to do is help women date differently by healing their daddy issues and childhood traumas. And then every Tuesday, starting in 2023, 
um, I'm have a schedule. I do a show called Dating Hits Different. So the Dating Hits Different show, and you can come on and it's like being in my living room. We're going. To, I'm going to be on the couch. You're going to be in the living room talking to your homegirl, and we're going to really get to the root of these things so that you can leave my living room dating differently. All right. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna have. We're gonna have to do a. So let's. We're gonna have to do a conjoint live. I don't even know if that's possible, but you know, you, you know, it definitely is. Okay, we because I really like that topic. Really, yeah. really. I, I like to put the links in my group, so make sure I get the links. Yeah. Okay. I can text you, uh, Keisha, and then uh, we can distribute. Can I give it, it out? Yeah, yeah, so I got books. I got a lot to talk about. This issue is so deep, so vast. It's like, it's so much. And because it touches so many different people. And I just want to help women date differently who are frustrated in their dating life. To stop, awesome. to kiss, dead and dating goodbye. It's really time to stop. Just dead and dating. I'm just so over it by doing the work on you first so that you can date properly and date differently. All right. Well, I want to say thank you from the ladies of Let's Chit Chat, sis. I want to thank Keisha because Keisha is a bomb.com. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm just in awe. Sorry, Keisha. I done ran across your your clothes. I know. No, wrap it up. This was a really, 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 really good episode. Really good episode. And as Keisha said here, we will have you back. We are going to do, um, we're going to do a live. We'll do a, a dating episode. Because, you okay. know, people struggle in, in, in silence. You know what I mean? I have yes. one more. People struggle in silence. And, the, and once they get to the point where they have had enough, it's like, okay, all this stuff has happened. We got to try to decompress and get back to find out. Yeah. 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 Like, well, why didn't we talk in the beginning? And um, I was just saying to um, to to my, my co-host, you know, this is like a sisterhood. We have to do better in this in this arena. We have to be real sisters. You know what I mean? Think about um, and I'm gonna say this because Celeste and Keisha don't have sisters, and I have sisters. Um, sometimes it don't go right. I'm gonna just say that right. Yeah, don't go right. <laughs> but it's something about you know you don't, it don't have to be your blood sister. But it's a sisterhood you have that you can talk about things and start to feel better and live better. So, yeah. um, Tiara, thank you again. Thank you. When this episode comes out. We will share your information, um, okay. and we'll definitely um, have you back. Not just once, not just twice, but many times. Yes, I'm okay. excited. Because <laughs> you, but guess what? We was just sitting here. I was just like observing. I was looking at my monitor going. I was like, okay, this girl really must know this because she didn't ran this episode. Keisha jumped in, did her stuff, but but me and Celeste were sitting here like. Mm-hmm. Very informative. Very oh, informative. Yeah. I yeah. knew it. I heard her before, so I knew. I I, I knew what she did. Just prepared. I, I had so yeah. much to say. I was like, and, and I can't you know, even give it I'm all. Seeing. It's so much, and it's just this is this is fulfilling. Like yeah. see women like do it because God. At last thing, God really wants family. He really wants more yes. kingdom marriages. He wants people married. So y'all, we out here thinking God don't want it. He does, but he cannot give. There's a song that I love. God's not going to give a half a woman to a whole man and oh, vice definitely. versa. So you got to be whole. God wants you whole and healed, not just for marriage, but for him, because you being whole and you being healed affects every area of your life. So 
It's mm-hmm. time. It's our time. Y'all talk about the year of the woman. The year of the woman is healing. So let's go ahead. That's and right. Healing. That's right. So it's healing. Yeah. So everybody look forward to this episode and take your notes. Bring your pen and your paper. So thank you again, Tiara. Catch yes, us ma'am. every Wednesday when we drop a new episode. Check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, and joining me tonight, and I'm your girl, Kimmy. I shouldn't have never said joining me tonight because of the Lord. I am your girl, Kimmy, and joining us tonight is... Girl, Keisha. And Celeste. And Tiara. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone have a wonderful week on purpose and we'll see you next Wednesday. Take care.